Hey guys, welcome back to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restore. I am praised with an amazing, beautiful woman who I have learned to appreciate, not knowing her that well as I should as yet, but she is someone that I gravitate to. She's a mom of three beautiful children, and she's a wife, and she's a great podcaster for much. For Montreal, oh, I want to say, should say Montreal, for whole of Canada and all over the world. Please let us welcome Miss Shirley Joseph. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. I love what you do. I love the message. It's like my go-to when I go for a walk and I just want some sense of like inner peace and good gems in order for me to feel like fulfilled you know like it's like food for the soul with your podcast and i love it wow imagine i'm getting review and preview from a wonderful podcast of canada that's that's a lot that's a lot to take in but i'll gracefully and humbly say thank you oh you're very very welcome so please tell the audience a little about your current businesses that you are taking upon your shoulders right now I know, right? Um, I'm doing a lot, and a lot have caught up to me. <laughs> um, so I I have the Chonilla Network that I run. Um, right. I'm the co-owner with with uh, my life partner, and he's also a co-host of Chonilla with me. And so we run a podcast collective of a few couple of podcasts. Most of them are in Canada. One of them actually is in the U.S., Right. It's, it's just a collective of people we've known throughout the years who we love what they do. And we figured as a collective to come together and support each other. And at the moment, because it's such a new, I like, I mean, podcast network is not a new idea, but for us, it is running it. So right. we're just really like, we're very grassroots and just kind of in the stage of focusing on just creating good content. And then eventually, you know, monetize from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also run, I also co-own with a great businesswoman. Her name is Joanne uh, Britton. Um, it's called PLC Images. It stands for People of Canada Images. Right. And it's uh, also, like, fairly new. Like, it was built out of frustration. Us as, you know, she's an amazing digital marketer website designer, social media strategist. And sometimes when we've collaborated and working with clients, we would get very frustrated, especially finding um, black and indigenous specifically um, Mm -hmm. Canadian Mm -hmm. settings like stock photography and Canadian settings. And, you know, usually when we would find, you know, chat like one example, one client we had was in the spa industry and we were trying to find like, legs pictures of legs of different black women like different tones of blackness from you know it's right. beautiful browns and so things like that was very hard for us to find so we decided let's create something and and see awesome. how it goes on creating a stock photography site it'll be a great way to it's a great way to like showcase black and indigenous photographers but also for people who, who are looking for 
a variety of um, stock photography of Black and Indigenous people in Canadian settings, because that's that's another thing to find, like, the Black family standing in front of the CN Tower, that's hard, <laughs> you know, to find. So, so it's very niche and specific that way. And, um, and I also, it's, it's part, it's, Part of the Chomilo network, but I also run like Black Canadian content creators. It's a digital community that I started on. It's basically a Facebook group that I started, um, inspired by the podcast. Okay. And, and the idea really is to highlight amazing Black creators that are, you know, what, what whether they identify as Black, um, Caribbean, African, mixed, um, you know. Afro-Canadian uh, creators who either live in Canada and create in Canada or are expat Canadians that are creating abroad. The idea is to highlight their work, whether they're a podcaster or a blogger or, uh, you know, uh, free, you know, YouTuber, writer, author, anyone who is in the you know, musician creative space to share on Instagram, to have them highlighted on the show. Um, and it's really a place for people, really to kind of, not just for Black people, but anyone who oh. wants to consume and engage and support Black creators, you know, because here in Canada, we tend to support Black creators when they reach a certain level. No, that's like, right. You know, mm -hmm. Right, when they reach to be like a Drake or the Weeknd, mm -hmm. you know, that's when they're like, oh, wow, he's Canadian, or they, oh, she's Canadian, right? Nice. Um yeah. And I wanted to change that to let's celebrate people who are on the come up or who are already making a, a, a name for themselves mm -hmm. um, that many people or many Canadians, let alone the world, don't really know, but are creating amazing content. So a lot of times these creators have to tend to leave the country in order to elevate their work even more. And a lot of times they have to, you know, they move to the States. And so I wanted to kind of counter that um, okay. by, by creating this space with Black Canadian content. So when you try to take all the underdogs and encourage them to become something more than where they are because no one will see them to help. Exactly, exactly. And I'm, I'm super like excited because I've lately been hearing stories of people getting great opportunities, you know, just, just like the fact of, it's 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 interesting because you know I'm I'm a stickler I'm I'm the hardest on myself and I'm like am I doing enough I need to do more All right. But right enough can be just the simple hey a, a you know an Instagram post saying hey check out these podcasters or or just reposting the work of some of these content creators is actually enough it's it's super helpful and it's created for people to have, you know, one one creator games opportunity where she was able to do a series with uh, on television with Rogers um, cable television, you know, another is like any it, and it's just as far as like I said, just a simple repost or just saying, hey, pay attention to this person. This is what they're doing, you know, have had opportunities where they were invited for a conference. Uh, a parenting conference where usually black people are not in the space, but now you had an author and a YouTuber who creates uh, programming for, for kids was able to be at the conference and talk about their work. So 
um, I'm super excited to, I always get like, it warms my heart to hear when they, when, when the creators through however they were fi- found, whether it's through the Facebook page or mainly on Instagram, that they get to gain opportunities and be seen and people who are not black or who do not identify as are able to invite them in their spaces in order to spotlight them and what they do. So it's just trying to help the community grow and let everyone be out there to know that there's beautiful people and strong people that have good content that want to share with the world and not just for themselves or in just into their own community. We want the world to know who they are. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it was very poignant, especially with 2020, with the pen, with the start of the pen, you know, the start of the pandemic and last year in June, last summer with what, what happened with George Floyd. That was huge in terms of mm-hmm. I was getting so many um, DMs and emails where people who are like, I, how can I help? How can I support? I, you know, I don't know where to go. And mm-hmm. this account, especially on Instagram, really kind of stops these kind of excuses. <laughs> and to be like, hey, you know, here's an, here's an easy way. Just, you know. Just use hashtag Black Canadian or even Black Canadian content or Black Canadian creator, and there you go. There's you don't have an excuse where you could say it's really hard to find. No, they're out there. You just have to look for it and use these kind of hashtags. And you'll you'll so, see us and you'll find the account. So you're starting a movement. You're trying to get everyone to start moving and talking and letting everyone know that it's okay to. To have a voice and to use your voice in the best way that you know how and not just keep it to ourselves exactly and and, and to not you know um it's funny because like for the i was just saying this to my to to, to close my life partner and um he was like i was just saying it's crazy because i've been seeing i think you know god or the universe um is telling me not, not to play small you know and as much as this pandemic, um, it's it's a bit it's bittersweet, but it's definitely been an unveiling for a lot of people on so many so many cultural aspects, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. Like the culture of how women are treated, the culture right. of how Black people are treated, the, mm-hmm. you know how Asian people have been are are treated, and now with Indigenous kids and right. and their little souls are speaking out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this this pandemic has really created for a huge unveiling of shift and change um, mm-hmm. of of a need of inclusion. So, creating spaces like this, it's 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 time to kind of kick down the door and be like, hey, I'm not going to wait to be invited at the table, or if I'm not, I'm just going to create a table. You know, get the right people to be on it to help you grow and. Let everyone be aware of what's happening, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So then, with all that being said, because that was my next question, what 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 is yours? What is your why or your motivation behind starting the podcast? Your podcast. Well, for me, when we started the podcast, we started in 2010, and it was really, um, you know, I my background is in radio broadcasting. I went to Humber Radio for radio. I've always loved. Uh, broad, anything broadcast, television and radio. I've always been fascinated by it. 
you know, I always, I always say in so many interviews, like, you know, when I was a kid and all my friends were playing Barbie, I would pretend to be a radio jockey and I forced my brother to be my co-host, poor guy. <laughs> you see that, when you see that little tape recorder that my parents would use to send messages to Haiti, <laughs> you run. She's <laughs> like, oh no. I'd have a full like, this is what you're gonna say with the script and everything. <laughs> so I I always love broadcasting and um and I th and I know it stems a lot from like the way that I grew up because you know um, our generation I don't know how you if you grew up that way but did you were, what was your parents style like was it like I find like a lot of Caribbean at the time of our parents' generation, you were a kid to be seen, but not heard, like you have That's to. Right. And only when you are spoken to, you should be spoken. And if right. you spoken to, you shouldn't say anything at all. You should just sit, observe, and listen. That's exactly right. And that's that's exactly how I was raised. Right. Well, this little Shirley girl, that didn't work for her. <laughs> she was rebellious. She was rebellious. She was always like, well, it's funny you say this, but being rebellious sometimes is just asking why. And I was considered yes. rebellious because that's all I actually would do most of the time as a kid is ask why. Why do I have to do that? We all have our strengths, we all have our weaknesses, and sometimes is that's not for me. Maybe for you, but it's not for me. But it's not for me, exactly. Okay to ask questions, say, so why do you want me to do that? Why? Because you know, too, also with our children, right? Because we have three kids, like I'm sure you have three kids as well. Yeah. And you treat children doesn't think the same. They don't respond the same. They don't ask, act the same. But now we could say, because of who we are and the way we have learned, that we can say what we feel at the time we're saying it and not be, um, let me say, man, I don't know, what, what should I use? Not manifest. In the sense that you don't want to be judged and say, you cannot talk like that to me, but your children mm -hmm. have the right now. They could speak to you in a, in a decent manner and say, okay, let us reason. But sometimes we didn't have that choice for reasoning or to, to speak up to an elder or to say something else. We had to just stay quiet and just say, you know what? Keep everything inside. So that's why to you became rebellious, right, Miss Shirley? Yeah, yeah, and I and and I talk a lot, and <laughs> like my whole family always said, you talk a lot. <laughs> and that's why you do what you do because you love to talk. So yeah. That, so then, how would you say that the, the pandemic affected your podcast? Have it? Oh, uh, it hasn't. Like you know, when we started to go back to that why question, it, it was really like for us to to create a journal of our lives. Like originally we started because we wanted to document. We were wondering as an interracial couples, are there other people who think like us? You know, we challenge, him and I are very challenging people. We don't mm -hmm. tolerate ignorance, you know, but we welcome opinions and conversation in a compassionate manner. For sure. And so it's funny that we both like we're aligned that way. And mm -hmm. so we, we always had conversations about culture and um, the way we were raised, like how we were raised as kids and parenting. And obviously because we're an interracial couple, we talk about racism too and race and culture. And so we were wondering like, do people think like us where long before everything that happened in 2020, you know, when we started in 2010, 
we were, we were the type of couple who didn't believe in this idea of I don't see color. That's just for us, it's like just makes no sense. Like you have to see every aspect of who I am and embrace those differences. And it's about learning those differences and understanding those differences, right? So we, we that's where the, the conversation, the, the podcast stem from, because originally we wanted to create a blog, but we're not writers. And so we started, you know, two years, like 2008, listening, 2007, I'd say, listening to podcasts, you know, when they're little iPod nanos and everything. Yes, and, yes. And, um, and then we're like, let's just create a podcast and we talk about our perspectives around uh, current events. Um, and also we, you know, we have some fun and formative seg- segments in between our, con- you know, before or after our, our conversation. And, um, and it's really a way for us to journal our lives. So that way, hopefully our kids, their kids and the future generation will have something to hear about, like, what did grandma or great grandma think about their, you know, what was going on in their time, you know? So it's a way to also journal our lives. And with us, with the pandemic, how it affected our podcast, it, it you know, it, um, it was a weird blessing because when we started just before the pandemic, the network and we were, you know, getting into high, you know, looking into high gear, gear of creating it and building it, the pandemic happened and um, a lot of people who've known us have known that we've been podcasting for almost 10 years. And so it started another area within the network where it created a business within the business, which is the production side. Okay. Yeah, helping people produce podcasts or uh-huh. I was finding myself since March of 2020 um, answering so many people's questions about podcasting. Like, how do I start? What do I need? What should I think about? A lot of times people don't really take the time to think about starting a podcast, like what they need to think about before starting a podcast. It was I was just being approached a lot, like, what should I get in terms of equipment? How do I upload it? And things like that. Right. So after a while, it was my, it was Chloe, my life partner. Who's like, you have a ha-ha moment. I think I can do something with this information. Exactly. Well, he was the one who was like, you need to stop doing this for free. This is taking right. you away from the network. Right. And you need to start, start charging people this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And, and it just kind of, yeah, it created a business from there. And oh, so awesome. as soon as I'm saying, yeah, you're right, a month later, I had my first client. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So then how did it, did it affect your family in a hold? Or, yeah, because you use a podcast or whatever you do, you do everything at home. And how was yeah. you able to do that with the children? Now, now there is COVID and everything have changed. How was it able to do in July at that very time? Hard. It was very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a balancing act because not only I'm running the network, I'm running the community and I'm doing this production side. I had many, I'd say for six months, especially this first clients I've had for, we've been working for six months on their podcast and like launching it and having a successful launch and everything. And I had many of nights where I slept like at one, two o'clock, two o'clock in the morning at least. Well, I could vote for that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was um, It was definitely an experience that uh, 
it, it was a lot. And then on top of that, like I really had to have a conversation with my kids. Like right. this is the time where um, being autonomous is super important right now because right. mommy is starting this venture and making it official. Right. So I'm going to need your support to look to yourselves on being resourceful for yourselves. Right. And, and then, and when you're really stuck, if you're like truly stuck, then, you know, have a conversation with us, your dad's there and all that stuff. So we, yeah, we were um, very adamant with the kids on um, being a bit, a little bit more hands-off and really helping them experience to be, um, independent with their education you know so obviously we, we check in and things like that but they so were the key, did it <laughs> so the key thing was communication where i was open to communicate and to let everyone know what was happening so everyone can be very supportive of your exactly. new sure you were going to start exactly yes yes that's that's key like having a huge communication, you know, communicating to the family that the dynamics is going to be different and, you know, um, and how it can affect all of us and how can we work together, you know what I mean? And also making commitments to them as well by making sure that, um, you know, because I was just starting at least giving myself once a week where I don't do anything. Like Sundays were, was precious. It's time for us to be together. It's time for us to kind of, you know, all have a moment with each other, you know? Um, mm -hmm. That was my commitment to them too. Like as much as I look for them to be independent and, and um, really be autonomous, that I commit to at least being there for them because that's all I was able to afford when because I was starting um, right. is at least the Sunday with them of doing absolutely nothing, you know? So yeah. Communication is key. But that's great. Who was the most influential people you have interviewed so far in your uh, podcast for the past 10 years? Well, you know, when one of the biggest, and I have to give a shout out to Montreal because Montreal was a huge um, influence for the Chomilla, um podcast. And so, and because it's such a creative city, and so many amazing creative people. I got to speak to so many funny comedians, like people like Chana Wintour, for example. Oh, I remember cool. Chana came over my house like twice. <laughs> you know, when my kids were so little and it'd be like, come in the basement, let's have a conversation, you know? Wow. And, and, uh, and then, and she was on the come up. And, uh, and I remember when she came and first, first time, actually, no, I met China the first time. We did like a small little stint on CK on um, 680 News. So okay. 680 News did like this. It's like the big, you know, if, if you're not from Montreal, it's like the talk radio station in Montreal. Right. And so what they did is they did an open call for the community and they were looking for different voices in the community. And um, I, I applied or I, I basically applied for the call because I, I always stayed in touch with whoever was running there. And so we did like a month and I didn't know like what we were going to do because, you know, it's one thing, podcast, the beauty of podcasting is that you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can format it however you like. It's your show. 
You don't, right. You're not bogged down by the FCC or CRTC or anything. Right. And so that's what I love about podcasting is the freedom. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it, it's, it's what you make it. It's truly what you make it. And with, with radio, it's so like time and, you know, you have to be like, do seven minute segments and then go break and right. introduce the weather person or the traffic person. So it's very right. structured. And so Trina, I met her for the first time because I, we were like, okay, how do we make Chonilla, but in a radio format? And so we thought comedians, let's like reach out to comedians to come on. And this would be a great way for them because I don't think that the time there was enough space okay. other than just, just for laugh to have their voices be heard and right. hear their thoughts on events and things like that, or even their stories to, you know, a little bit of their story and who they are. Um, and so we, we, you know, my friend who is now my business partner, because she had a blog that was related to comedy and everyone was telling me, you need to know this girl, Joanne, because she has the pulse in comedy. And so I was like, Okay, listen. <laughs> and this, the, this is a lesson. The importance of networking, man, is so important to put yourself out there. Because nobody's gonna know what you do until you until you put yourself out there and network and tell people what you do. Um so I was like, listen, I'm doing this thing for 680 News. I need comedians, who can I reach? And so she just gave me a bunch of names and Trana was um, one of them. And when I met Trana, I was like, she is a superstar, like a superstar in the making. You know, there's people who walk and they're not like there yet, yeah, but you know that they're going to get, get there. Yeah, and I remember telling, and then the second time when, it was because it was so short, so when she came by my house and I and did the, the podcast, I was like, I was like, you're going to be a star. Like, you're a star. Like, you know that, right? <laughs> you know? Because you just so, blessed me with that. You favored her right away. Because you saw right. the potential. Yes. Of what she have to offer. Exactly. Like, look at her now. Like, she's like, you know, she, she did a huge, like, gala for Just for Laugh. She's like, you know, hosting the CBC podcast, you know, with her show. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing to see, like, good people just yeah, doing well. and and mm-hmm. and seeing that beginning stage yeah. uh, of their of their growth. So people like her, Chana Wintour, had Carla Collins on the show. She's an amazing Canadian comedian as well. She used to be on CFTO in in Toronto. So I'm showing my age, but she used to host this thing called Eye on Toronto. Okay. And, uh, and then she moved to LA, and so she does this like thing at the Laugh Factory in LA called the Hot Tamales. And right. um, my my proudest is like that I was so nervous and excited and I but I'm so glad that I did it. It was a huge lesson for me that you can really set if you really want something and if you set your mind to it, you can attain it. Right. And that was with Wab Canoe, Wabon Equipped Canoe. He's an MLA now um, mm-hmm. for Manitoba. He's actually the leader of the Manitoba New Dem- Democratic Party. Um, but at the time when we had him on, he was an author, he was a former journalist, and I saw this show called The Eighth Fire that talked about the prophecy um, for people uh, who are Ojibwe, um, 
it's like this prophecy called the eighth fire in in in, in indigenous um, uh, nation. And so, like, I think one of the prophecies was related to all these nations from around the world. All these, you know, indigenous uh, tribes would come together. Like, this would be a moment of coming together. And one of them, yeah, and I think one of them was what happened at Standing Rock was, like, huge. Um, And so I saw the show on CBC, and I was so inspired because I, I learned about all these things that they didn't teach us about Canada and how indigenous history and how they're treated in Canada. Right. Um, a lot of things that now people have discovered or discovered discovered, are discovered mm-hmm. lately because of what's going on with kids and these graves, right? And so I was so enamored and, and learned so much from this this documentary piece, the series, and I was like, Chloe, I think I'm gonna reach out to this guy and see if he's gonna do the show. And oh, I just wow. yes. And I just tweeted him and he said, sure. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> That's the same way I, Miss Shirley, that's the same way I feel right now. I went to read about it, I said, no. And I said, wow, I am so special right now. You don't understand. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm very, I'm so happy that you're so humble to take this young woman that just have known nothing of what she was doing, but she just had that intuition and did some research and she wanted to do it for a long time. And I reached out there and I said, reach out to a, be- to a beautiful community and there's amazing people like you that is support and, and encouragement. So I just want to say, I appreciate you for just doing that for me today. Yes. I mean, I appreciate you and I, oh. I always like, I'm always in awe. Like, look, it's really rare. And, and I guess this is like a huge lesson with <laughs> anyone that does anything is, when you put your best foot forward, whatever that is, you know, if you are the genuine self and you take a chance on yourself, Mm -hmm. the other person sees that. And so I always respond to people who take a chance on themselves, who bet on themselves, who sends a DM and says, hey, we should talk, or hey, we should meet, or do you know what I mean? Like, really puts in, and, and, and it's not just like, hey, man, like, there's a way and there's a verbiage that you could tell with people who are just genuinely like put in the time to kind of do a little research, get to know a little bit of who you are and what you do. And right. then they put their best foot forward and say, Hey, there's something about what you're doing that really resonates and relates to me. And we should talk. That's right. like huge for me. And I always respond to that. And, and I think that's why for me, I was able to, to speak to these amazing people. It's because you know, putting the time in to, right. and that's a lesson I say to some people that have asked me questions about, how do you get guests, you know, like, right, right, be on their radar, you know, mm-hmm. learn about them, really don't just have them because you figured that's a check mark and it's going to look good on paper that you have this person on their show. Trust me, they right. can tell and they, it leans that they will say no. Right. But if you genuinely like, hey, I learned about you, there's something about you that really resonated with me. Right. Um, I learned this and this and this. And I would really like to have a further conversation with you on it on my show or on my blog or on my YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 um, it always means that you'll say yes. If it's a no, it's because they're too busy. You could try again. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, because um, you, what you have to, what I'm learning too in this um, new business opportunity and the podcast is that 
you have to be humble enough if someone said no it's just not the right time and at the right time, they will speak to you and sometimes we have to have patience but sometimes too, because of where you are in your life you don't have the patience to wait right and oh, so you come back to the three things because I, I i live and i believe as a christian that there's three answers yes no and wait so either yes right now no it's not going to happen but wait maybe it'll happen later so everything happens at the right time I love that. I'm going to change that. I love that. I used to say yes, no, or maybe. And then, but I like that. Yes, no, and wait. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's true. Like I had a CBC producer that I chased for a year. <laughs> like we have to do something. <laughs> and and she would be like, and I would be apologetic sometimes. Like, I'm so sorry. I know I'm pestering you. She's like, no, don't stop. Like, I love it. Exactly. She's like, you're reminding me. This is good. Like you're, yes. keep, you're, you're staying in my radar. She's like, absolutely. And, and then eventually, when there was something to do for Valentine's Day for CDC, she thought of us. Like, she thought there of us. Go. And, there you and go. So, yeah. So, it's, yeah, be, be tenacious, be respectful in your tenacity, obviously. Yes, right. So, <laughs> so then yeah. how, how would you say your state of mind have changed from podcasting from 10 years ago to now? Wow. <laughs> um, wow. That's a great question. I think 10 years ago when I first started I felt like I was podcasting to be liked, like to be like, oh, I hope, I hope this, I hope people are gonna like it. I hope people are gonna resonate. Okay. I hope people are gonna like. A lot of people are gonna love it and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of pressure, and I think you could hear it in the way that we spoke. That I mean, it, it was such, it was so much pressure, pressure that it created for me to like, I would curse a lot at the beginning of. The first mm -hmm. year of our show, like you know, because it was a crutch. It was a crutch because I was slightly uncomfortable, or I was hoping she'd like. Oh, I hope people like it. Now I learned to do you and do it for yourself. And yes. if it resonates with people, great. You know, like um, I overheard someone have a conversation. Like I think there was an interview with Quentin Tarantino, and he was asked that question. And like, you know, who you create your films for? And he's like, for me, <laughs> you know? And it's like, but you hope that, you know, what you create for you is like something that you you wish. And, and that's how I create like, like, oh, here's my thoughts about it. Or, or if I hear another podcast or if I see a segment in the news and I'm like, man, I wish they would have covered that area in the news. You know what? I can cover that because I want that. I need to know. And that's okay. That's right. And, and you right. have the choice to choose whatever you feel is comfortable that you want to talk about. That's what you want to focus on in your own opinion, right? Right. Exactly. Because I've learned a long time ago from my grandmother. She always usually said that it doesn't matter who you are, where you are in your life. There is someone that will listen to you no matter what. So if mm -hmm. you want to listen to you, you did a great job. And that one person passed it on to the million people in the world, then your job is done. So... And we, and I think too, because of fear, it keeps us back and say, oh, I don't think they would like me. Oh, I don't think I'm good enough. Oh, I don't think it will work. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do it like that. Or do it. Just keep to what you feel in your heart and just do it for the way you feel you think is best for you because you're doing it really for you, not for nobody else. But if you can't exactly. just live for others, you will never get anything accomplished, right? Exactly. So many people, you know, I've... <laughs> A lot of new clients I work with, they're so bogged down by the numbers, right? They're like, oh, you know. And I tell them, the numbers don't get stressed over how many right. people. Mm -hmm. Those numbers are not 
that's not for your audience. That's not even for you. That's for when you get a deal, like when you get a brand deal. That's when you you look at those numbers. It's for the brands, right? It's for the the, the sponsors or the advertisers. That's for the that's where the numbers are for. But mm-hmm. if you get bogged down, you know, I hear it so many times where podcasters look at the numbers because they think that's a reflection of how good their podcast is. That's like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna wear yourself out. That's right. Where you're gonna burn yourself out, and that next thing you know, we don't hear from you, right? Yeah. Don't get bogged down by the numbers because, again, the numbers are just for branding. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I know so many, so many podcasters that are making a living out of podcasting that you can hardly, you hardly see them mentioned in newspapers. You hardly see them, right. um, you know, uh, on the top charts on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And they have millions, like they hit at least millions of downloads. They're not. They're not. Their name is not Joe Rogan, and right. they're making just amount, of, a nice amount of chunk change to make a living for themselves, and right. have a huge following. But you don't know them. They're really about building a community, and that's one of the biggest that's things it. I say to podcasters: mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. focus on your audience and your community, and don't worry about the whole number thing. And I think, too, that being said the audience and the community, but doing the thing that you love, whatever mm-hmm. you want to talk about and feel happy by talking about it and bringing awareness to your community. So people will, when they listen, they say, oh, I think I can do that. Oh, I think I can change that. Or I can think I could be a better person than I was yesterday, right? Because right. you always try to say, yeah. oh, it wouldn't work. You have to at least love what you do and have fun and enjoy. So while you're enjoying, people will have, hear a joy in you. Yeah, and there's only one you, right? So... Be right. your be your greatest self be your when best you turn on that mic, and mm-hmm. and you will attract your 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 tribe, right? You you'll attract the, the people who who gets you. You know, there's seven billion people in this world. I'm sure there's a nice amount of people who will, who has the same. So with the Chonilla, we started in 2010. We did it five years straight every week. There was also a couple one year where we did it five That's days a week. Yeah, it's a lot. Like we have, I think we archived, we started over, like, so we did it five years. Our kids was really young. So we're still raising young kids and we got ourselves burned out that we took a four year hiatus. But one of the things we did though, that we were always honest with our audience and we said, like, if you don't hear from us for a while, we're going to come back. Eventually we'll come back. Right. But it's either because we're going through it as a couple or right. family. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's one of those two things. Either we're going through it as a couple, or we're just just way too anything going on. For and that's family. okay. And, that's and okay. so that's been super helpful. That now, after the four years, we relaunched in January 2020, and then uh, COVID, right? <laughs> and then, um, and that was huge for us. As we started over, we we put all of our old shows on the archive, and we just kind of right. figured, let's just start okay. over. And um, and it's funny because now that we're getting back into it, I'm starting to see our old audience, our previous audience, are popping back up in our in our DMs or on Twitter, and and that's cool. because we were very transparent and honest, honest. with our audience. Honest. You know, one of the biggest thing that I would say as a big lesson in that experience is do not ghost your audience because that's what we did. 
And that's, right. that's why it took us for us to start over is because we didn't tell them when we yeah. left five years ago that, okay, yeah, we're yeah. taking a pause because we're going through it. And so, that's, to be honest. Yeah. Because they build a relationship. It's a relationship. Like, that's the, that's the cool thing about podcasting. It's it's yeah. like a, it's kind of like a, like an it's invisible Making your girlfriends everywhere. And then you go everywhere and say, hey, I heard the podcast. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's hey, true. Next week, I, I can't wait to listen. You know, then you start yeah. that. Huh? Yeah. And, then, and so, and so they, because, you know, because you're in their ear while they're, you know, Take, giving their kids a bath or cooking or working, they really feel like they're part of you. And so if yeah. anything changes, even if you're going to take a summer break, let them know. Don't go strong. But just be transparent. So what yeah. would you tell your young self now at this point in your life? Ooh, my young self. Um, I would say your fears or your doubts does not belong to you. And it was, one more time <laughs> your fears or doubts does not belong to you because it was placed based on um you know parenting survival and generational traumas that's what i would tell my young self <laughs> and so i would also say to my younger self to so because of that take what you're told with a grain of salt and learn and create your own path because mistakes are okay they're safe um mistakes are the best way to create and build knowledge and gain experience wow that is that's an aha moment for me and i learned that a long time ago and i'm learning it right now with this new adventure that i'm on because um i remember the first time i started i did everything together and i tried to upload and I lost everything and I was like, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. And then I had fear because I said, I can't do it anymore. Everybody's going to make fun of me because I, I wasn't doing the right thing. But it's just because sometimes, although you do all the research and you think it was in the right place and you could press the wrong button because you're just new to do that, that new adventure, you can lose everything in a second. But then yeah. everyone was so kind and encouraging and, and say, you know, although you know it, but sometimes too you feel like, Ross, come on, you can do better than that. But then you have you can't beat up on yourself so much. You just go back and revamp, recharge, and rebuild, and take your time to relearn, and ask the right people that know more than you, and that's how you're going to grow and become better than where you are. And that's what it's I'm so trying true. to do. You know, yeah. So and, and it's funny because like as a podcaster yourself, you know, you're you're public figure, believe it or not. People see see what you're doing, you know? Yes. And and they, they consume what you're doing. And sometimes when you mistakes happen to, to us, like the third year of our show, our website white was wiped. Everything is gone. And we put it out there like everything's gone, guys. We don't know what you were gonna do. Like right. we, we we put it out there and we we figured it out and we re, it took us like a month to get the site back up. I know. We were freaking out, and yeah, it's a lot of work. We were yes. freaking out, and and then I we were like, oh my god, we're gonna look like fools, you know. It and does. that was like my my saboteur brain thinking right. like that. Exactly. And somebody mm -hmm. sent me a couple of people sent us a message and said, oh my god, you guys got your site up. Wow, like that's unbelievable that you you learned from this and you've just 
kept moving forward. I'm going to remember that. And I was like, wow. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes when you make these mistakes and you think like people are going to think that you're, 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 yeah. you're like, oh, you're novice. And it's like, no, they're seeing you. The fact that you publicly pick yourself back up actually give them the strength to do the same for themselves. Right, because they know no one is perfect and it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. In some case or form, you will get up, right? Yeah, yeah, I always think, yeah. Yeah, yeah I always think of that uh, moment when Beyonce almost, when she did that, when, I think the second time she did the Super Bowl with um, yeah, Coldplay yeah. and and she almost fell, remember? Like she did a move, she turned around and then she almost fell, but she caught herself. And I was like, look at her. She's like, you know what? She's just showing people like fate, show must go on. Just show dust yourself on. off and just keep going, you know? Let's keep going. Let's keep on going. So what have you learned about yourself for teaching and helping others? What I learned about myself teaching and helping others, I, I, um, I love to help people start their podcasts. I love exploring ideas with them. You know, there's, I love like giving them a different perspective on their ideas where they're like, oh, I never thought of it that way, you know? Right. Um, and I love um, hearing the strength and their, you know, I love to help people explore their strength and values because a lot of times it goes back to reminding them on create a show for you. If you if you focus so much, like you, if you create a show and hope you're thinking that's what people like, you're going to be constantly chasing for something, right? So for something that's not quite attainable because it's not yourself. So I love to work on like, you know, with people, like, what is it that you love? What's your hobby? Like, what's that thing that if other people talked about you, they'd be like, like, oh, if I need some advice in terms of looking at like understanding myself, mm -hmm. I'm going to look to Rosalind for that. So what are some people, what do they say about you, you know? And sometimes if you don't know, ask that's the beauty of social media. And I've done this exercise where I did, there was a moment where I wasn't too sure during that four year hiatus and I was in podcasting. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> my life and I'm not doing anything. It's kind of getting to me. Maybe I want to start a blog or something else creative. And so I didn't know what else to do. And what I did is I DM my closest friends and, and family. And I said, Hey, if, if you had to give my name and suggest like what they would come for me for, what would you say? And everybody said podcasting. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe. Have you ever been discouraged or tired? And what tips did you always have on hand to keep you on focus or pushing forward? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's funny because 2020, because of this whole, this was a, blessing and just and bittersweet blessing I didn't stop the whole entire 2020 and I was just telling Clovis that yeah I I'm officially burned out there was a point in May I couldn't concentrate like my mind body and spirit said nope not gonna do it not gonna do it <laughs> I was like come on work with me let's just do one more task and they're like nope and I, I totally burned myself out and right. I started getting into my head like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm giving up on this. And it's like, no, I don't, 
stop. I was like, again, my saboteur mind. I said, stop, Mary, we're not doing this right now. Right. <laughs> you're going to take some, this is the body. Your, your whole being is saying, I need time. And I'm, and I listened to that. To, and, and I said, okay, I, 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 I'm giving in and I respect what my body and spirit is saying. We're taking some time, you know, we're going right. to, we're going to take a moment here because it's needed. It's refuel. Cause it's like, and I really had to tell myself, you have to refuel in order to do what you need to do for your business or your community, you know, cause if you, if you don't have the fuel, the car, you know what I mean? There's I'm no going. movement. So that's the whole thing is because you was almost at a point and say, you know what, I need to stop. And you listen to your body because haven't you listened to your body? Who know how deep you would have fall, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to give this story. And this is how I knew is because here's how I knew that I'm outing myself. So Rosalind, and the reason why I'm saying Rosalind's so been patient with me, I, I was all over the place. Rosalind has been like we were supposed to have I was supposed to have her on the show a couple of times. I missed out on the date. Uh, like and but you know, Rosalind was like such a beautiful spirit and so patient and so loving and so compassionate. And she's still like, Hey, you okay? Are we are we still gonna do this thing? Are you good? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. And, I, and that's when I knew truly needs to stop. Like when I get um where I'm all over the place, that's when I know this is bad. Like, this is my body's kit. It can't do it. I'm trying to. And then you talked about the forest. You talked about the forest. Right. That? Like, I feel like I have built in 2020. Yeah. I was planting so many trees. So you know, when you're in the middle of work and you plant so many trees. And the next thing you know, you, you take a pause and you look around and you're lost in your own forest. That's right. exactly what happened. And then I talked about the forest. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then so by the time that, that Rosalind's speaking to me, I'm surrounded by a forest and I'm like, which tree are you behind, Rosalind? Rosalind was patient and she's like, she, you know, it's like what I tell my kids when they were young, but still this day, one of the biggest thing when, it, when you tell your kids when they're lost is don't move, stay still. That's Fast, that's the fastest and easy, easiest way to find you, you know? And that's what I love about you, Rosalind, because you're a very staying still person. You have a very energy of stillness. That's the word I'm looking for. You know so what? But I wasn't always that, that patient and still. I have mm. grown, have changed because of where I've been in my life. And some kids, some of my friends can still say I'm a poker because I push or try to always be like, hey, how are you doing, whatever. And, and, uh, but that's just me. But when I, because when I feel something, because I, I don't like it, I'll feel that someone is not doing what, but they won't say anything, but I know, right? Mm. I would be nice way. I'll try to say as much as I can to encourage, to lift up, and to be a blessing if you want me to. And if you don't want me to, I totally understand. But being still, I have learned to be still after my husband passed away. I've learned mm. that I have to take the time to recharge myself. And that's why I started a podcast, really, is trying to find the time, how I can recharge my mind, my soul, and my spirit, how I can rebuild from where I were, because where I were and where I am now is not the same. And I don't think I'll ever get back there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Taking the time to to go back and find that inner person that is being lost, it was yeah. really important point for me. So 
you meet me at the right time when I can be still and listen and have patience with you, Miss Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah, and it, you know, I'm learning to be honest with my feelings. Yes. So it was like, you know, sometimes we we hold those things and and it makes it keeps a person. I learned that in my relationship too, in like 25 years, is that mm -hmm. it's to communicate those things because if you don't, then you can make the person feel like oh, am I doing something wrong? Or, you know, what is it that is creating for this person to like kind of not connect or, or things like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I felt like, like it's important to express where you're at with people because it, it's important for you to be honest with where you are, you know, and mm -hmm. that you're transparent so you're not leaving people guessing, you know what I mean? Right, so, but I think, I think that sometimes yeah. we people don't are not transparent as they want to because they don't want to hurt your feelings, right? So they yeah. know what you're going through, what you're going through, so they wouldn't say anything, but they would act. So sometimes it's pointing that you just have to listen and be still. And when you be still and you listen, you'll see what will happen. If it's meant to be, it will. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, yeah. but also be also mindful on who you're sharing those vulnerabilities with, right? Because you don't right. want to go around sharing your vulnerability to just the world and everybody right what happens when you you have no fuel no energy then all you're going to be giving is nothing but emptiness like empty stuff you but know so shine shine so badly you will do all the hustles that you have to do just to see that you are shining and inside right. totally drained tired overwhelmed and not not knowing how to even take the time to enjoy all the hardship that all the things you're working for because you just want to shine so badly right you can't right you can't shine bright like a diamond if no. you are not in the stillness exactly. to be shaped like one exactly you know what i mean like yes. you know diamonds you. take time understand. sorry and <laughs> yeah. going back when you said to you have to be careful what you say to you know your close ones but sometimes you know you still go to that closeness or that close niche that you have and still not everyone is on the same page as you. Not everyone understands. So how do you feel? Do you think you need a mentor? And do you think it's important to have one? It's so important. And, you know, I used to think mentor were people who, like, attain all these, like, materialistic, whatever you think is material success, right? Mm -hmm. And I've learned through my journey, especially of starting, like, my own business, is mentors comes in different shapes and forms and age and things like that. So I think people like a lot of like I found in, in what I'm doing with both the network, which general network and and the can CC with black Canadian content creators is my peers sometimes are my mentors, you know, like people who like people like I mean that we both connect to, people like Rowan and mm -hmm. um, you know, my best friend Tanisha. Uh, people like Nicole Waldron and Carlina and Tristan that, um, you know, and Casey and and Kaya, these are people that I are part of, like, the Black King content creators, and, and it's, like, their knowledge and our strength, what we're good at, and talking, you know what I mean, talking to one another, yourself, like, you're a mentor, like, when you were still in my forest, that was, like, <laughs> You gave me some great gems and uh, so many like wise words and believe it or not, you're a mentor as well, you know, so people that I like that, like yourself and Roman and everyone that I mentioned have been great mentors for me. So 
it's really shaped and shifted my idea of what mentors are because for the longest time, I would say in my 20s, there was a moment where I literally was, I remember being in my 20s and I was looking for a mentor and I thought it's someone who is older than me, Mm -hmm. has to be older, Mm -hmm. usually leans to be a man and has to have like financial success. And a big status quo. Huge status quo, right? And I've learned now, it's like, no, mentors are so, it's the people who can be, who are in the same page as you. It could be your peers or someone who you look to be in your same niche or industry, you know? Um, And it's not necessarily just like financial success. It just, it doesn't have to always lean on financial success you know well and someone who can influence you to be better than who you are and what and who will push you to become mm-hmm. who you are and make and make yes. your life it don't matter where you are in your journey in life you can be whatever you want to be you just have yeah. to have the right people surrounding you and it's encouraging to give back and teach you and guide you and support you because you're going to make a lot of mistakes don't get me wrong we all do yes. But mm-hmm. just having a person that wouldn't be judgmental and to support you is just priceless. Yeah, and sometimes, like, you know, having those peers or people who say, hey, you know, that happened to me. Like, it's like, you, I, I, I was like, there was a moment where I was starting to feel, like, not very good. And the messages of my peers were like, you are bigger than what you think you are. And you need mm-hmm. to stop playing. I had literally, like, a couple of months ago, where I had three people tell me the same message, where wow. it was, you need to stop playing small, Shirley. And I was like, where is yes. this coming from? You know yeah. I mean? yeah, someone just said exactly, they said, you have to know your worth, Ross. Have, yeah. know, your, know your worth, because you're worth a lot. And I said, girl, I'm just having fun with the spot cash. She said, no, Ross, because I'll give you a quick a little testimony. Um, I am struggling with some things. And I said, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. And like four people just call me out of the blue. And talked to me. I said, what are you saying, God? I said, God is so funny. And he's, right? a funny he's a funny <laughs> God. I'm telling you. Something I was just like, okay, God, I got you. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's so funny how that works, right? Like, I was so, literally getting funky on myself and hard. And then the message came through. I'm like, okay, I, I am still, <laughs> I hear you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's why you have to continue doing it because like I was telling you when we had a convo, it's like you don't understand how you are, there's someone out there that they may not have left a review or tweeted you or sent you a DM on Instagram, but you're actually making a change in their life. I hope so. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I do. I hope someone has been, when they listen to it, it's, something walks into their minds and make them feel like, you know what, this doesn't matter. Because when they listen to all the different interviewers that I did with different people and hear the stories, you know, that there is hope. So do you have any uh, self-care tips you can, uh, you have learned or are you able to learn that you can share with the audience? Definitely, again, to go back that it's okay to be still, um, Do you know, drink lots of water. I'm still learning that. <laughs> um, going for a walk and to get yeah. in nature. Oh my God! Here's why: because nature is life, right? Yes. And it's truly meditative, and it, it really does feed your soul. There's something mm-hmm. 
about nature, you know, naturally as humans, as, as earthlings of this planet, it's it's connected. We're all connected, right? And so right. we brought nature to be reconnecting with with so many things, with nature, with your ancestors, with like it made me think like when I look at my my mom loves to garden and I really want to learn to garden myself. And right. it really made me think gardening is like a huge way to say thank you to the planet. It's like when you're gardening, it's like you're saying you thank you to the planet earth for holding you down because of gravity <laughs> and for nourishing you and my way to thank you because i you know we we take and take 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 all the time from the planet but when you garden it's almost like you're saying thank you and you're giving back yeah. you know it really made me think about that when i look at my mom gardening and it's like okay i can understand the um, the soulness in it so for this year, what legacy or impact would you like to leave in the world? Um, to be intentional, you know, to... One, it's a good one. Yeah, in, you know, in, be intentional in, in, in staying in the relationship. And as I mentioned, as my kids grow, uh, to create time and friendships with grown folks, you know, to create and share opportunities. And all of this is by, you know, I model this with, doing it with compassion, with integrity, right. with love and generosity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always try to find ways to create it in this space, whether it's right. online or off, in order to create, in order to have the sense of family or community in what I do. So mm-hmm. I'm very intentional on where I place my energy. Sometimes, and, I, and it's funny because I just, like, had a friend who had, like, her own, like, kind of kerfuffle with, like, some audience. And I said, and it, it, it reaffirmed, like, sometimes you're not going to get along with everybody or they're yep. not going to be at the same, like, values because they just don't have the tools right. or compassion to love you at the level that you are at. And that's okay. And sometimes it's a favor that they're just not in your yeah. space anymore yeah. or that you still keep the door open. Right. And hopefully... Once right. they've found the tools, you know what I mean? Once they actually take the time to look at the tools. <laughs> okay. So for Recharge, Rebuild, and Restore is the name of the podcast, as you know. Which, from the three R's, would you say is your season right now? Definitely Recharge. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Because it's the same analogy when you're on a plane and they tell you to put on your mask on yourself first. So right. that way you can save others or you can yes. help others. That's yes. what recharging is. It's about refueling so that way you can keep going. Like a car cannot move without fuel. And so it's okay for you to take a pause and take a moment to recharge so that way you can continue to keep going, you know. And especially us as women, um, I know as a black woman, we put so much on our shoulders. And we, we tell ourselves we have to keep being strong and, and we, I, no, nobody, you know, you, you I, I was one of them where I lied to myself thinking yeah. that I have to keep going or nothing's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I keep going and I'm gone, then then what? You know what I mean? But I, I burn myself out to the point where I'm actually taking myself out, you know? So in order for me to make sure that I'm healthy and I'm, my mind, my body, my spirit, everything can keep going, you have to pause. You have to take that moment to 
pull over, put the gas in, whatever how how it is for you, um, and recharge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the R tree community, we also ask the guests to do some either some encouraging words, a song, a poem, or just a quote. That part, but there's a song by CeeLo Green called Getting Grown. Love that song. It's really about like growing up. And that last three parts where he says, Lord, right. I know I'm not here to stay, but thanks yes. for waking me up today. Prepare right. me for what may come my way. Right. Say young one. He says young man, but say young man, there's no need to cry because I know you will get by. Look your destiny in the eye. Every day my heart burns to try. You've got to walk before you learn to fly. And we all got to earn to die. Wow. And there's something about that. And then it's like getting grown. Da, 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 da. Getting grown. <laughs> That's how the song goes. Love that song and I love that those last parts of the lyrics. Well, I right now I want to say I totally appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak to me. It's an honor I felt that knowing where you are and taking the time to get to know me on a personal level as we talked before and taking the time to share your story on the community and podcast and to let people know who you are and fighting for such amazing causes all over and encouraging people like me to don't give up and keep, keep on shining. I appreciate yeah. you for that. So thank you. Thank you for, for your time. And honestly, thank you for being a beacon through everything that you do, whether it's your podcast, you know, what you do with, with running and thank you for being a beacon for so many. I was very fortunate to meet an amazing and beautiful woman, Miss Shirley Joseph, and listen to her speak. I can see her purpose is speaking, encouraging, teaching, guiding others. But who am I without her saying that's her purpose? Many people don't know this. But finding one purpose is a long, life-long pursuit. True, there are a few that's very lucky and discover the purpose right away. I'm very happy for you. However, chances are extremely high that you are not one of these fortunate few. Or that you're actually much more like me. You have had struggles time and time again to figure out what actually is and that you were put on earth to be or to do or to become. You search mostly trial and error. If this is you, there is no need to fret. Why? Because at the right time, you'll find your purpose. Some people will go their whole life truly knowing what the purpose is. They never know because they never seek it. And because they never seek it, most of the days are lived out lacking depth and experience of chronic feelings of emptiness. Right? Well, that's not me and that's not you, you may say. You are probably like most people 
You have found your purpose. Yay! Well, at least you thought you did. But only to realize a few years later, mm, that's perhaps was not your purpose, really, at all. And that's okay, because our life purpose is not one shot type of thing. There is the truth. Our life purpose is a multi-layer, different stack, revealing one step at a time. When you first start out in search of your purpose, you grab a hold of the first one you find, the first layer, only to outgrow it. And then you will move on to your next level of your purpose. Or for a while, you'll be living on purpose again, a purpose that was different from what you thought it was only a few years ago. And yet in due time, you have outgrown it again. And currently, your purpose, only to discover you have a new purpose. Imagine. Now, the realization and the reality is, of all of this, you will likely to do this for the rest of your life. But the good news is that sometimes, every outgrowth of your old purpose and discovering your new ones, you know what happens? become more and more aligned with your true life purpose. Because the more you change, the more you become. And when you become, you bloom into something in the end that is beautiful. So if you found yourself ever doubting your purpose, just know it's natural. It's even natural to be purposeless for a while. So long as you never cease to seek, and as long as you never seek to find, you will get closer and closer to eventually discovering your true purpose. So don't be afraid to go on your journey and seek, discover, and live your life purposeful in the best way that you know how. Why? Because when you live your life purposeful and you give everything you got at the right time, you will know what's your true purpose. So take the time to find yourself, to love yourself, to appreciate yourself, and know that what this intuition in your heart tells you, listen, take the time to love yourself enough and be selfish enough to love yourself so you can love somebody else. So thank you for listening, guys. And have a wonderful week. Blessing and favor. Peace. Love you guys.